Summer is finally mercifully here, Manitoba. If you want to promote your band or your team or your business with some fresh gear this season, check out our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Supporting local business is more important than ever in these tough times. So get a made in Manitoba solution to your screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl, and graphic design needs over at divineshirtcompany.ca or on Instagram at Divine Shirts. And tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, one of the things that, uh, if you're a regular listener to the show, you may have heard a couple of years ago, I did an episode with a band from Portage of the Prairie called The Naked Midgets. And we did kind of an overview of their history as a band and their ridiculous antics and, and so on. And it turns out that they're not the only band from that area that has a, uh, you know, vaguely offensive name and similar kind of subject matter. So I think that uh, the best way to start this off is if you guys want to introduce yourselves, uh, you know, who you are, what instrument you play, and then give a bit of background to the band so people can uh, put a name to the voice and, and, and just get an idea of where you're coming from. Cool. You want to start from this side or this side? Whichever works for you guys. Sure. Uh, I'm Daniel and I play drums. Corey, I play bass. I'm Chris. I play guitar and sing. Cool. And there's another and then, member who's not here, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my cousin Avery, he plays guitar and sings as well. Okay. We all sing, but me and him are the the main two vocalists. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, and so, what is the uh, what is the backstory of this band? Because I mean, like I said, you know, I bring up the Naked Midgets because that's sort of how I was introduced to your band in the first place, and also because of the name. I mean, you guys are called Pulling Pud, the Naked Midgets, the Naked Midgets. Um, <laughs> There's a similar type of like, you know, uh, potty humor, juvenile humor in there, uh, nudity, <laughs> masturbation, all, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. So what's what's yeah. the origin of this band here? How long have you guys been doing this? Uh, Well, was it last end of last year we started up? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> my cousin, I taught him how to play guitar like 15 some years ago. And then we started, you know, we bonded over Blink-182 and Green Day and all that stuff. And... We kind of had bands on and off here and there throughout the years. And then when uh, Tom DeLong rejoined Blink-182 and they came out with that new single last year, Edging. Yeah. He messaged me like five minutes later. He's like, dude, we should just do a punk rock project. I'm like, okay, I'm game. Let's do it. And then we need to find a drummer because I was going to play bass. He was going to play guitar. I was like, I got a drummer. You know, my former drummer from uh, Dead Ringer. He'll do it. And... Uh, you know, Daniel was probably part of the band for two weeks before he knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And so, yeah, we're just kind of riffing off that old, like that old Blink sound, like Enema, the, not Enema the State, like uh, Seshire Cat and right. the Buddha and all that. Well, and what I was going to say, too, is upon uh, listening to your, your EP, I mean, it very much has that, that kind of 90s skate punk pop punk whatever you want to call it sound i mean it, it reminded me of no effects at times it reminded me of uh that whole that whole 90s fat epitaph mostly fat though uh kind, kind of vibe so what do you think it is i mean we're you know 
uh, 30 years now since some of those kind of seminal records came out of that genre. What do you think it is that still makes that stuff work all this time after its kind of heyday? Like, why is it still good? I mean, it, it, I agree with you. It is still good. And I get why you're doing it. But <laughs> what, 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 what is it about that style of punk rock that works for you guys? I don't know. You just write good songs, good melodies. And if like, like no effects, you're mentioning them. Uh, Chris hadn't even really listened to them prior to like what was it this year? He just started listening to them this yeah, year. Yeah, like yeah. So and I've been listening to No Effects since I was like fifteen. Yeah, so yeah. like I think a lot of the songs having that sound is probably just because it was very new to him and just directly influenced him immediately. Gave him all these ideas and stuff like that. And I mean, anybody who's a part of the punk scene knows who No Effects is. So yeah, I think yeah, they're just the kings of punk rock basically <laughs> well a lot of that stuff too like i mean is kind of written in the dna of people who play punk rock these days because they grew like you said you were 15 listening to it me too i was listening to it when i was 14 15 as well and it's it's kind of permanently embedded there for a lot of people but that's kind of cool that you heard it for the first time recently like what was that like i guess uh hearing no effects without the context of sort of their original you know that original era of um when that was sort of the thing like uh, like i might have heard a song here and there or whatever it never really paid it too much attention or whatever and then i started listening was it you that got me into it uh or did i just happen upon it myself i think it was probably a little bit of both i think <laughs> i showed you a couple songs here and there and then just suddenly you're like oh dude no effects <laughs> like yeah, yeah and i got i got adhd so i will like hyper focus on something and right. like it was like doing a fat fucking rail <laughs> when i started getting into it it was like woo yeah <laughs> Is that kind of the, uh, not the fat fucking real part, but I mean, is, that, is that kind of the, the, the idea of what you're trying to put across? Like just that kind of, that kind of vibe that those bands have. I mean, you mentioned Blink-182 as well. There's that sort of, um, the, the, when you listen to put it on a record, it just sort of launches you right into it. Like it's fast, it's loud, it's, it's hooky. And you sort of just, there's no sort of build up, right? It's just right there in your face. Kind of, uh, is that sort of the feeling you're going for with this? Yeah. Like, I just want to like write to the point, good music short and sweet you know capture people's attention just something fun yeah fun. Yeah. oh yeah and fun yeah fun and good that's what we're going for <laughs> those are both both good yeah. uh good goals to have <laughs> for sure yeah yeah so what is uh, i mean doing the show i've been doing this for for more than a decade now and i mean I'm, I'm mostly talking to winnipeg bands uh you know i try to get out of the city when i can and talk to people from all these little music scenes that are happening in all the various communities outside the perimeter but i haven't been to portage in a decade at least. And so, I mean, what is, what is the music scene like there right now for you guys? Is there, are there a lot of opportunities for a band like you to play there or is it mostly you have to come to Winnipeg or you, have you, have you figured that out yet? Oh, it's, <laughs> that, that one's actually kind of a mixed bag. Cause like we do have a couple people here that put on shows, but for the most part, it's just like, you know, if we're not going into the city or something like that, then we're just kind of, shit out of luck yeah because yeah there's just like there is a scene here but i mean even like you said like you've been here like 10 years like you know whatever like everything that we used to have back then has basically just kind of fizzled Fizzle. out yeah so it doesn't help that we don't have very many uh, places to like you know play anymore the west end has been shut down for years now yeah so like we have like the legion the odd time and the masonic hall but it's I don't know. It's kind of difficult to like just find something. At least that's even for punk rock because it's not usually a lot of punk rock. There seems to be a lot of metal and like just heavier music around here. It seems. 
do, do you feel that you, that you are like do you fit in with that scene at all or are you very obviously different because yeah that's that? yeah um well okay so for me and this guy uh daniel like uh like i when i first started playing music i started off in like the old school like ramones punk style or whatever right and then started becoming more into like the uh christian straight edge hardcore stuff and then went into metal and that's me and him have been playing like in metal bands for years okay so like yeah and then had crossed my mind from time to time playing punk but this like i said there's not really much for punk bands here or whatever else and then Mm -hmm. i mean like me i was supposed to be a stand-in bassist or whatever for pulling pud and if it wasn't for this guy i probably wouldn't be sitting here right now so (laughs) Like I, I love punk. I've been, it's been a big part of like everything that I like I'm influenced by for probably about the last 20 to 25 years. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I've just, I was never really big into the, into the scene. I know Jeff from the naked midgets and Bryce and all those guys. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Was, I was Bryce supposed to play for Dick Lips? Who? Was, was that the drummer you tried to get to play for Dick Lips? Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's, I don't really fit into the punk scene really, but uh I don't know. I guess here I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, you're a misfit, yeah. so you fit. Yeah. Out. Well, well, then how, how does that work with the city then, with, with Winnipeg? Because I mean, like, you know, there's obviously a lot of punk bands in Winnipeg, and there's a lot, lot more venues, way more venues, and more shows happening regularly. But you have the, I guess, disadvantage of being not in the city. You know, just to be sort of actively part of what's going on. Has that yeah. been difficult for you, or have you found it fairly easy to, to get your get the word out? I mean, I know, I know. again, you just released the CP. Like, this is all yeah. very new, but what has your experience been like sort of trying to get into the Winnipeg punk scene? <sighs> well, we're still working on it. We haven't played a show yet, but we're, we wanted to get everything set up, get the EP out, get some merch ready, and then start booking shows. We, like, from the time we were in Dead Ringer and then uh, Chuck's, he knows he knows people in the scene too so yeah. he's been he's been managing us basically and trying to get us on shows and stuff cool which we're very thankful for him for contacting you and setting this all up <laughs> so yeah so like I, he's kind of our saving grace i guess like he's yeah. pretty much going to be helping us out with that cuz i don't think any of us know who to contact when it comes to any punk shows or anything in the city or I don't know. I guess probably they're not even imported, right? right. Yeah. Well, I guess you're you're either stuck putting on your own shows or, or or figuring out who who to talk to, right? Or getting someone to to like you said, someone to help you make connections and things like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, we'll we'll get it figured out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always but, room for more punk yeah. fans, right? There's there's always an audience. There's always an audience for punk rock. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. I have no idea what I'm saying.
I like to believe we get a lot of a lot of traction though because me and my cousin we had uh, Dick Lips, which was a Blink One Eight Two cover band. Okay, and we played two shows because uh, Badlands Promotions needed somebody to fill in on a pop punk bill uh, for calling all captains. They were touring across Canada, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll just throw together a band. Me and my cousin will find a drummer." We went through like three drummers, never practiced with with any of them, and uh, Tim. Tim Wilson, I think his name is the the drummer for Calling All Captains. He he played drums. Oh, cool! For that for the Calling All Captains show, <laughs> and the people loved it when we were up there playing Blake. Like it, the, the energy was phenomenal. And then we also played uh, on Ellis somewhere. Did you guys play the Cavern or something like that? Oh, no, that was that was drink, Blink. That was Drink One Eighty. Oh, that yeah, was a right. Yeah. Band. The vocalist couldn't make it, so they contacted Dick Lips and was like, "Hey, can your vocalist make it?" I'm like, yeah. Hell yeah, I can make it. Yeah. And that show was intense. It was like there's some forty one cover band, uh, Kill Switch Engage, and then the the Blink cover band, and it was fucking lit. <laughs> well, I guess you kind of uh, the timing is right for that kind of thing too right now because not only are the people who grew up listening to Blink-182 now, I mean there's kind of a, a nostalgia thing happening because the band is back together with their, with that lineup and then you also have the younger kids who who are just starting to get into it now. So that that sort of style of, of, of pop punk is, is, is sort of really big right now. So that's fortuitous timing I guess to, to start <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um one thing I wanted to ask about the record is, is listening to the EP, I mean, you said at the beginning that, that, that you all sing, and that's something that I noticed uh, that kind of stands out about the songs is that there's often more than one vocalist taking over the lead vocals within the same song, which is kind of cool. I mean, that's something I think that is 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 not exclusive to punk rock, but there's a lot of punk bands that do that. Um, I mean, not in the same sort of style, but Rance is a good example where you have two very obvious lead vocalists and then the bassist sings sometimes as well. Was that something you deliberately wanted to do, is, is have a bunch of different voices on there, or is that just how it worked out? That's like, uh, so me, me and my cousin are the two main songwriters. So we write the songs and then we'll sing them, practice them, and then maybe figure, okay, well, my voice isn't right for this. So this, you know, this person will sing this part or whatever. I'm like, Hey, what if I sung this kind of thing? And if it sounds good, we're going to do it. (laughs) Is I mean, are there certain sort of obviously songs that that one of one or the other wrote? Like, can you tell listening to who's singing it that this is obviously your song or his song, or, or is it all kind of more of a group effort when it comes to putting everything together? Um, well, Daniel said to me the other day that like my 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 song's a little more like raw than kind of you know yeah. raw and rough. Yeah, no, yeah. agreed. And then Avery's songs they're more they're more cut and polished. Yeah, because like uh, he wrote. On the on the EP, he wrote "Reasons." That's that's his only song on the EP, I think. Because eh? yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Street, Tony John. John, and Made are all my songs, and then "Reasons" is uh, one of his. And to me, that that sounds like mid two thousands kind of blink sound, right? And it's just mm-hmm. refined, I suppose. Then mine's like just dirty and raw. Sure, sure. Well, that's, that seems like a, a good uh, explanation of it. Um, what is the, what's with the the, the toilet humor? I mean, there's nothing uh, nothing wrong with the toilet <laughs> humor, but why that? I mean, is that just kind of a uh, an influence from listening to bands like Blink or listening to bands like No Effects that 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 kind of tend to have heavy uh, <laughs> that kind of content, or is that just something? I mean, you mentioned you know bands like Dick Lips that you were in before. I mean, this similar kind of vibe there, right, with the naming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what what's the what's the what's the reason behind all that? 
I think that's just who we are. <laughs> like, it's that's... like uh, when we played in Dead Ringer, all three of us were in Dead Ringer, and we went on tour uh, across Western Canada there. Uh, it was all like gay jokes uh, and just dick jokes. That not, was... not homophobic jokes. Yeah, gay not jokes. like just, yeah, like, you know, it was like, <laughs> inappropriate like grabbing like daniel's ass or something like that you know like yeah so yeah be very clear on that yeah, yeah no, we're not about you yeah. clarify that yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Love the gays. yeah. so <laughs> but uh yeah it's just that's kind of how we've always been like hang around each other it's always just like you know dick jokes and just potty humor and stuff like that so we just kind of rolled with it yeah and i guess there's never an end uh to subject matter <laughs> if you yeah. Yeah, what has the uh, what's the reaction been so far to this? I mean, again, I know it's it's like a brand new EP, but uh, I'm sure you've had people who have heard it uh, that that whether it was before it came out that, or, or since it's been released, uh, have you had any response from people you know or or just people in the community? People, people that I know seem to be liking it. My my girlfriend really likes it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, got yeah, that the, all that support, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the response uh, has been a general positive one to uh, every person that I've shown. Yeah, I have friends out in the UK and stuff like that that I've just shown them like little clips of it and then he'll be like, uh, hey, do you mind if I show one of my friends or whatever? And like he, and it's funny enough, he's into like black metal and stuff like that and he's he loves it. So, cool. I mean, I take that like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's, that's pretty definitely a good sign, I would think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure.
what, what is the next steps now? I mean, this is out. It's been released. Uh, people can hear it. Uh, people are hearing it. What are you hoping to do next with this now, now that you have music out in the world and you're more than just, you know, a social media account or, or just a goofy name or whatever, <clears throat> whatever, you, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Right? <laughs> like you actually exist uh, in music form online. So what, what's sort of the next uh, the next move? Well, we're going to try and play shows, promote the EP. We got three more songs record for our next EP. And a good uh, 10 or 15 on backlog. So the plan is to release a bunch of EPs online. And then once we get a good 50 minutes of music, so, you know, like 60 songs, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll release a, a full full length. Okay. Okay. All, all the songs that together. one, like probably one that's not like DIY or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is EPs just yeah. like, is that just so you can have a lot of kind of constant releases happening so you can stay in people's minds or what was the, what's the reason for EPs? Well, it's kind of inspired by like uh, punk rock or punk rocks. Uh, no effects. Uh, was it 44 or 45 songs that didn't make the cut or whatever yeah, yeah. it's called? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause that's just like a, just a whole like compilation of shit put on one CD and I, don't, I love that idea. Yeah. And well, like if you think about it, um, you stay in people's minds, like you said, and um, at that point it keeps people playing your music more and more. And more plays is, you know, good by me. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't hurt, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I think you... we can be a lot more, we could be a lot more selective about what music we re- release to instead of, you know, recording a 14 song album and then, you know, maybe seven of the songs are shit because we tried to, you know, push them and get them out. Like we want to, we want to have nothing but bangers kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that, um, I mean, again, because this is a new band, this is sort of why I'm asking this, but do you think that uh, your sound is going to, I mean, just say within the next year you release a bunch of EPs, do you foresee the sound evolving much sort of from record to record, or have you sort of nailed down what the sound of the band is at this point? <clears throat> I think it's going to change even from song to song, because we all have influences from uh, different uh, aspects of music, like... Corey and Daniel here, you know, Corey's into like black metal and this metalcore stuff, and Daniel's into metalcore, whatever. I'm into anything and everything all over the board kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then Avery, he's into country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he listens to Taylor Swift. So. Yeah, we'll yeah. be going to jam and he, he you know, rock a T swizzle on the radio. Yeah. Do you think that that stuff is going to, maybe not Taylor Swift specifically, but uh, all of these other influences, like like black metal, for example. I mean, that's not something you would hear this EP and think, oh, someone in this band must listen to black metal. But do do you see, do you think any of those influences are are maybe going to come through in a more obvious way or maybe a more obvious way to to you while while you're sort of uh, evolving the sound? Uh, You know, um, like... Like uh, Chris was saying earlier that both him and Avery uh, write the majority of the songs, at least so far. Yeah. Uh, Daniel and I have been kind of taking our hand in like writing some songs for like future releases and stuff like that. And I think maybe even the guitar style and stuff like that is going to have like our influences in the metal scene or metalcore, black metal stuff like that is yeah. probably going to somehow make its way into the into the sound. I don't think it's going to necessarily change the music too much. It'll still have that pop punk feel, but I think maybe some of the techniques will kind of make it their way into that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's often a thing too that only the band notices, right? I mean, that's something that you you could have maybe a chord progression or something that is obvious to you guys where this comes from. But yeah, to the listener, it might be just sound like the regular sound of what the band's doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Cool, cool. So if people are hearing about you for the first time on the show, and they probably are, because again, this this just came out, this EP, what's the best way to find you uh, online, find your music, hear your music? Um, Where would you send someone who is uh, hearing about you for the first time? Well, pretty much we're on like almost every streaming service right now. Like we're on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. I I mean, we have some of our stuff right now is like, I guess that's just that uh, is like the lyric video is on YouTube. Yeah, we got. Yeah. We, I made a lyric video for Elizabeth Street to kind of like tease the EP and hopefully generate some, you know, buzz. We're also on TikTok too. Yeah, oh. you got a TikTok? Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, we're pretty much on all social media platforms just, and, you know, like, Google polling button, you might find us. Yeah. <laughs> you might find something you don't want to find either as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. It might thought, be that too, yeah. <laughs> have you have you checked that? Like is that or is that like a potential pitfall coming up? Someone could try to find you and end up in the complete wrong section of the internet. Like, I haven't right checked, but I yeah. I might have to do that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, it depends on who you are and what you're looking for. That's right, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you know a few times that you're sort of working towards booking shows and things like that. But is there anything planned in the relatively near future that you have as far as shows, whether it's in Portage or Winnipeg or anywhere else? Not not yet, but well, there there's some things in the works. So once once we get that all figured out, we'll we'll for sure be talking about it everywhere we can. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now that we got it out, like the EP, and everyone can hear the music, and it's it's time to hit the streets and get people to hear us in person. Yeah. 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 Is that is that difficult to do from from Portage? Because again, like just having that small scene. I mean, the benefit, I guess, of the internet is you can reach anybody anywhere and they can hear your stuff but does does it is it a bit of a different approach um potentially reaching winnipeg audiences when you're not necessarily right in the city or is yeah, that to no, be determined like, well you know like there's facebook groups that you can join to try and shoot your uh shot with uh people to, that are looking for bands on shows and stuff like that you can contact the promoters that you know in Winnipeg. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just shooting your shot like that and hoping that someone needs a spot or um, like Chuck is promoting us pretty good. So yeah, he'll, he'll be contacting people and helping us get shows or that's, you know, that's the hope. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, that's where I think he's our saving grace because he knows yeah. a lot of people. So he can kind of contact whoever we need for whatever and kind of just, set us up so yeah. yeah well he has to do it now now you're on record is talking about it right so <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah an option yeah yeah i hope he gets to see this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. um we do you have a, any plans for a... like a an ep release show or anything or is that is this one just sort of getting put out there online and then maybe that's something in future for for upcoming releases we just uh, we just wanted to get me like i said get get some music out so people can hear it generate some buzz and then we want to get some merch and start playing shows and like it was it was rushed i think when we put it up on like distro kit so like you know usually you put about four weeks before you release something and it was like a week before it came out that we uh put it on distro kids so yeah it was just kind of rushed and put out there but for the next one definitely we're gonna have some time to sit on it and think and make sure we have everything exactly the way we want it yeah do some yeah. proper planning and stuff do you, do you expect yeah, like, the next one to be within this within this calendar year, or is it? Uh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I, I like, probably figure <laughs> in a few months. Probably that, yeah. that might not, or that might seem rushed. But like, yeah, I think like we said, we we already got like three in the works or whatever for recording, and uh, yeah. So like, once that's done, like I mean, yeah, we'll take a little bit more time to plan the actual release as opposed to just like really pushing it out immediately. But uh, yeah, it's probably. Within two to three months, I think we'll probably have that out. Oh yeah. So, just got a little bit of tracking and done the the mixing and stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So stay tuned. All the planning. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>